everybody. Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast with myself, Kevin, Bucky, who cares at this point. And it, well, it's Bucky. It's, yeah. It's, it's, okay, <laughs> and I'm, yeah. And I'm here with my co-host, Jason or Diamond. Again, who cares at this point, right? Definitely Diamond. It's Diamond. <laughs> just, just get over it. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have known you for almost 20 years and I never call you Diamond. <laughs> so well that's true but yeah no i've we're, known you for 20 years and i've never called you kevin really so. not past the first year no but <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely not. that's is what it is uh jason i feel a little bittersweet doing this episode this week because we don't have our friends here we don't have marcus and luke with us and i feel i, know, I feel man. i feel empty i i had such a great time with them um it, you know and um we've We've had some, uh, you know, guests on with us, and Mark and uh, Marcus and Luke were great guests. And shut up, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Marcus and Luke were uh, were were great guests, and I enjoyed having them on um, just as much as uh, you know I enjoyed having Mister J um on and uh you know it's it, it was fun yeah, and dude. so yeah it, it uh, does feel it does feel a little empty it does uh, we it does. major major shout out to marcus and luke from reviewed to death we had such a fucking blast uh doing the crossover with them um if you guys did not tune in if you all listening did not see uh, they guested on our episode last week for Santa's Sleigh, and we actually guested on their podcast for an episode on the movie Puka uh, from the Hulu yeah, so Into did, the Dark series. Yeah, we did their uh, we did their Puka episode, and they came on with us and did Santa's Sleigh. Um, and, and it was a good uh, ass time. It, it was, and and of course because we always get on tangents and everything, um, we uh, we just had a good time going off on random shit <laughs> yeah well i well i thought Which that you were my... gonna fight with marcus at one point over the uh <laughs> over the lost debate on the oh well episode. actually actually um so i sent an email to marcus uh and and luke and just said you know hey you know we enjoyed having you guys on look forward to doing it again and uh and marcus was like yeah i'll try not to give you uh too much about lost um, so, um. <laughs> oh that was so funny um, yeah, so. yeah, we, Marcus and Luke, I know you're listening. We love you guys, and we had such a good time having you on the show, and thank you again for having us on there. Everybody listening to us right now, go subscribe and tune in to Reviewed to Death. We love those dudes. We love their show, and they are very good friends of ours at this point. Please go support cool guys. them. And, uh, cool guys and, and look forward to having them back on in the future. Those guys were great, and I, and, and I think they were they were really great episodes. They were. Uh, we I go that. back and I listen to um, both of those episodes quite a bit in the few days since they've come out. Um, who yeah. knows how many more episodes Jason will take a piss while on the microphone. <laughs> well, you know, I mean... <laughs> If I got to piss, I got to piss. So. I guess, I guess. I, ju- I, just happens, think it's, I just think it's funny that you tried to mute it and it didn't work. <laughs> so Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it cracked me up. But uh, no, please go check out those episodes, guys. We love those dudes and those episodes were so much fun. Um, and, you know, no spoilers, but we might have more of that in the future, more crossovers. 
Uh, and that's all I'll say, but we might we might be talking to some other podcasts and other guests where we're going to do crossover events on the shows. So uh, tune in for that. But until then, we are just going to keep on the Christmas horror train uh, this December and talk about a few more Christmas movies over the next few weeks. And I insisted with Jason that we do uh, the next two um, so we're talking about Black Christmas, 1974 yeah. is Black Christmas, the OG, and holy shit, I'm so excited to talk about this. This is one of my favorite movies and horror movies ever. <clears throat> it's a good one, and actually, like, it, it was one that, um, that got, like, past me. Like, I, I had, until you told me about it, which happens a lot of times, um, with us, uh, you know, it was one that I had just never seen before. And you were just like, dude, you have to watch Black Christmas. Um, and so I watched it and, you know, loved it. I thought it was great. Um, and, you know, we'll 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 go back and forth with uh, the original and, and the remake because we're going to talk about the remake. Yeah, so um, so we normally don't give away what episode we're going to do, like what movie we're going to do the next week, but next week, tune back in because we are going to cover the 2006 remake of Black Christmas, uh, which yeah. I am very, very excited for. Um, sorry, I just got a, I got a message uh, from someone. <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't well, too we're, loud. We're, we're, on this, we're on this Christmas kick, and... Um, the Christmas kick, the Christmas kick is it's it's kind of hard. Like you don't you don't get a lot of you know horror mixed in with Christmas. Um, so the the movies that go into this realm are are few and far between. Um, so they're they're hard to they're hard to find. Um, but I feel like most of the time, like when you find it or or the movies that you find that are in that christmas like theme like they they're all pretty good yeah <laughs> no for the I, most part yeah. for the most part oh there's some, I think all of them are great but. oh there's there's some bad ones in there um but uh no i i agree with you that um that christmas horror is uh a fairly small um, niche of of horror and there's definitely some great ones out there um, our Christmas episode uh, which will come out on Christmas Day is uh, one I'm particularly excited for but we'll keep that as a Christmas present until then but um, Black Christmas man uh, this is one of my favorite Christmas movies at this point not even just Christmas horror but Christmas movies in general um well so let's get um if you could um because i i think you're a lot better at recaps than i am um <laughs> <laughs> so so let's get your let's get your recap of uh the original black christmas sure. what what uh, just go over the you know just go over the plot and yeah. Then, yeah so fairly straightforward plot um this is one of the earliest uh slashers out there um, that I feel is pretty underrated, but um, 
This movie is taking place in a sorority house on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And essentially, an unseen killer uh, psychopath has found his way into a sorority house, into the attic. And is hiding out there and slowly picking off the girls in this sorority house one by one. And... The important thing to note, and we'll touch on this more in detail, the important thing to note here is that we never get to see this killer. Anything. We see only his hands, Uh, his hands and an eyeball and like silhouettes. So he's picking off these girls one by one. There is a boyfriend of the main character who is suspected, but of course it's not. Well, the big twist, honestly, is that that's not the killer. We don't ever know who the killer is. Um, right. And he's leaving obscene phone calls. He kills the house mother. There's a child that's murdered in the park. So it's like this horrible, horrible thing going on. And eventually... Which is which is a weird kind of side, like the, the kid getting murdered. It is, it is a little yeah. bit random. It, yeah, um, it's it's like, uh, like, so there's kind of a theme to it or you um it, you know you get the sorority house and everything and this other murder is kind of like a one-off it's 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 a little bit of a side track but uh it's it's still good <laughs> yeah but it's it's meant to build upon the fact that there's a psychopath out there but so there's sure. that and then eventually it is revealed um in very uh very much like when a stranger calls uh, we already knew from the beginning, but it is revealed to the main character that this uh, these calls that they've been getting, there's like these obscene phone calls where this guy will yell and do voices and say disgusting stuff to them. The calls are coming from inside the house. And eventually she gets attacked by the killer. Um, and then he just kind of disappears. Her boyfriend that they've suspected shows up at the end. But she's, it's implied that she kills him because she's pretty sure that that's him, that that's the, the killer. And then we find out at the very end when she's laying almost catatonic in a bed from being sedated that right. this killer, the real guy, was never caught. And he is still somewhere in this house. And that is well, that is where the movie uh, leaves us. Yeah, like let's lay into uh, When a Stranger Calls. Um, <laughs> yeah, so um, and <laughs> go with that kind of, of it. yeah, that's a good place to start. And uh, so, just some context there. I I'm sure most people know, but just in case, this movie, uh, I believe, when a stranger calls was. Do you know what year that original when a stranger calls was, Jason? I know it was the 70s, but I can't remember if Black Christmas yeah. was first or if if Stranger was first. No, but I can I I can tell you very swiftly. This is why we have Google. Google. <laughs> um, I know it obviously seventies, um, but yeah, I just can't remember if it was early seventies or late seventies. Yep, yeah, and so of course we got a two thousand six remake, um, but the original, which is better, was, than, which is better uh, than the original, seventy nine. Okay, so Black Christmas was first. Yeah, but both movies are. They're, both of those twists in those movies of the killer being inside the house is actually based on like a real like urban legend 
um, and actually some murders that happened yeah. at some point. So neither one is ripping yeah. off from each other, but uh, sure. my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my problem with the original side note, my problem with the original When a Stranger Calls, the reason I say the remake is better is because the remake actually does what Black Christmas 1974 does, where that's the big twist. But in the original When a Stranger Calls, that's like the first 10 minutes of the movie. And then we actually find out who yeah, the killer yeah, is, oh, and yeah. then he comes back to get her. And I'm like, no, just... Yeah, so just the thing that he's already there, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but that's yeah. a that's a good place to start. So this movie is kind of tied into that urban legend of someone getting phone calls and finding out that it's coming from the house. But we know from the very beginning that it's happening in the house. But, again, the big thing yeah, is... Yeah, well, and... Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, again, the big selling point for me with this movie is that I've never seen a slasher or really a horror movie where we never get a look at the man behind the mask or the killer. And that's exactly what I was about to say. Um, yeah, there is there is nothing um, you... Obviously, it's not a creature feature. It's a it's a slasher. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you never see him. Like, no, you don't see anything. No. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's very very unique. I don't think I've ever like even with Halloween, um, we we don't know much about Michael Myers, but we have a a like at least a mask to like identify. The fact that we never get a look sure. at this guy, we don't know his name. He goes by Billy in the like in the credits or like when yeah. pe- when people yeah. talk about him, but that's only because in the phone calls, he's yelling names like Billy and Agnes, and you're like, okay, I guess he's Billy. Um, well, and 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 we've actually, I'm not sure why this has um, been so uh prominent with us lately but uh the fact that like you know we've talked about a lot that less is more um or you know not seeing or you know that kind of thing uh and yeah i mean this this film is is fully on like you do not see the killer it's cool because you don't Again, we've talked about it. Like, I, I mean, there's just there's just nothing there. Like, they don't yeah. they don't even try to explain. They don't, you know. It's just like you just don't see him. Yeah, and I think uh, for me personally, that actually makes it a million times more scary. Uh, mm-hmm. dude, what I consider this to be a really really scary movie to me. Um, watch it. Like, especially if you're at home, like, by yourself, uh, this movie's terrifying. Like, the reveals of the kills and just the fact that we get a lot of POV shots from this guy where we only see his hands. Um, And again, just the fact that he is just slow, like, he is slowly making his way around the house and you see him move in the background or come down the stairs or close a door or you see a shadow or something. Like... That's like my worst fear is that I'm in a place somewhere and that there's someone that is just watching me or able to maneuver that I cannot see. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Um, so I don't think I've 
said this on on the podcast, but actually um, went to film school for a little while. Um, and um, one of one of my film professors uh, who's actually won tons of awards and he's a small time uh, film producer. Um, but he told me, he was like, dude, like, cause I told him, he was like, what kind of movies do you want to make? Or what kind of movies are you interested in? And I was like, I'm interested in horror movies. And he's like, okay, so what you got to specialize in or what you've got to get good at, if that's what you wanted to do is learn to do a crazy close up. Um, and there's tons yeah. <laughs> in this <laughs> As, as far as his hands or like the killer's hands and um you know just all this stuff like with not being able to see the killer yeah um just crazy close-ups that they do um that uh it, just uh, I, I don't know it it just makes it uncomfortable yeah well we can even start with uh so like I said the movie starts it's Christmas Eve and all the sorority sisters are getting ready to go home or either stay in the house for Christmas. And right. before the movie starts, they've been getting obscene phone calls from this this dude because they say, it's him again, it's the moaner, and it's on the first call that they say that. Yeah. And yeah. there are so many close-up shots of just characters' faces listening to what this guy's saying because it sounds like on the phone, it sounds like multiple people, but it's just him doing voices, but it sounds like someone's getting hurt or attacked or something and we just focus on people's faces yeah, you a bunch. Can hear, yeah, you can kind of hear something in the background going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's offsetting. Yeah. And we just see people, you know, their shocked faces and it's like it's this is so uncomfortable. The the sound design of the phone calls is so loud and so like in your face that it is just you are on edge from the get-go. And then once he's actually, uh, you know, moving through the house and starting to pick people off one by one, uh, it's just on edge from there. Because the very first uh, death scene we get is a girl upstairs in her room and she's looking in her closet being like someone in there. And he just comes out of nowhere with a with a bag and suffocates her. Probably one of the best yeah. jump scares in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and the bag over the head is so disturbing. Yeah, um, isn't it? It's like it, it's like it, the work. What I think of ways to die, which is well, we're a horror podcast, so um, you spend a lot of time thinking about already. that. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well we're already morbid so i was yeah, gonna say like try not <laughs> trying not to be too morbid but like no it's um, fine. <laughs> like 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 drowning or suffocating yeah like, same are like the like that's the worst way i can think of to go yep um and so yeah like that that back over the head or just being suffocated like that it's just Ugh, like so I, awful and yeah uh, like listen stab me shoot me <laughs> <laughs> just don't put a bag on um, me yeah just don't just don't suffocate me because it's kind of it's kind of slow and it's weird um it is very I mean, well if, especially I, if you're claustrophobic too 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I am super claustrophobic. Yeah. Dude, can um, we make a shirt now that says, stab me, shoot me, don't put a bag on me? <laughs> don't bag me up. Yeah. Set, or something like, don't, or stab me, shoot me, don't bag me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have so many shirt ideas. I know, now. don't we? Just Evil Dead It, it's okay to be okay, wrong. Just Evil Dead It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stab me, shoot me, don't bag but, me. But yeah, but that's. <laughs> that's that's just the worst way I could think of to go. Yeah, well, um, dude, you know. So we cut away from that death scene though, and then when it smash cuts later to the like the body's just up in the attic. Like he doesn't take her out of the house. Yeah. He just he just leaves her in a rocking chair. <clears throat> well, and what's interesting which we'll we'll get kind of to it on the on the next episode. Um, with the remake. Um, but uh, uh, there's just so many things that are very ambiguous uh, about the the 70s version um, yeah. where they just don't tell you anything. Nope. Um, they, they try to imply um, certain things or, or try and give you a, like, yeah, you can assume maybe this happened but they they don't tell you anything like it's it's just super um just super vague right well by the end we don't even know if the main character lives or dies you right know, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's again like the police are like okay it was the boyfriend and then they leave and leave her in a bed knocked out and then we hear the the killer's voice coming from the attic he's still there and you know, yeah, and, yeah, and we yeah. and we end on a shot of the house, and we hear the phone ringing. And I did read something online that I never really picked up before. According to someone's theory online, or just observation, I guess maybe it is accurate. I'd have to go back and watch it with this in mind. They pointed out from their perspective that you only have him making a phone call when he's killed someone. Okay. So I don't know how accurate uh, that is. Um, so their theory was that, well, he makes a phone call every time he kills someone. So their idea is that because we hear the phone ringing at the end, that means he's killed uh, Jess, the original, like the main character. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So they're gotcha, like, oh, gotcha. she died. And I'm like, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to yeah. go back and rewatch it with that Possibly. in mind. <laughs> I, I I think it's yeah uh, ambiguous as the movie is. Um, there's just uh, there's there's not a whole lot of answers in there, and and you don't really need it. <laughs> no, which um, which the reason I wanted to do this one followed by the remake is that uh, there is a very similar mythology to it, but the remake absolutely runs but with the, it in a totally different way you know yeah it it dives in it dives in harder and tries to give the background yeah so um, i so i kind of wanted to do at, this as like a compare and contrast like two week thing sure. so yeah uh, sure um uh but um it uh <laughs> Uh, which maybe we'll we'll get a little more into in 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 the next one, but um, this obsession with the eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
it definitely it definitely starts here uh but the remake yeah we'll get into it but um now i i will say that uh this original black christmas is definitely not a perfect movie um it is a little bit slow to begin with um also some of some of the acting is definitely not the greatest uh it's very much not, I'm it's 1974 and I'm in a horror movie type type acting. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, it was uh, it was the 70s and especially 70s slasher films. Like when you look at them, I mean, you know, our our, our <laughs> acting prowess is not the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> and um, especially nobody. Nobody. Nobody's getting an Oscar for a 70s acting role. No. Um, and, uh, especially um, uh, what, Olivia Hussey, the, the girl that plays like our, our lead sorority girl. Um, she has mm-hmm. some, some line deliveries that are so like, I'm watching it and like, I'm just like, that's not how people talk. Like, <laughs> you know, like when she yeah. gets, when yeah. she gets the exactly. phone, when she gets the phone calls, in the movie, she answers the phone like, hello? Hello? Like, like a one second <laughs> yeah. goes by and this dude doesn't talk and she's like, hello? And, hello? Yeah, hello? and it's just like, you, there? you don't scream into the phone when you answer the phone. You know, it's just, you know, little things like that I could see being a little grating and dated, but, and again, it it is a bit of a slow burn. Like, okay. we, we spend a lot of time with the sorority girls just kind of mm-hmm. you know following them around and doing nothing yeah <laughs> uh even though the first death is it is pretty quick into the movie um yeah you know it's a 70s movie it's got this, it's got the 70s aesthetic it's got the the pacing of a 70s film um but i got to say this movie is a lot funnier too than i remember uh margot kidder is hilarious in here uh, she's the oh, one. Yeah. She's the one that's yeah. getting super drunk. And uh, yep. I also love the um, the the house ah. mother. Uh, I wrote a note in my phone. Yeah. I love all the places that she stores her alcohol <laughs> in the house. Well, and yeah, <laughs> well, and I I completely forgot that uh, un- until I watched it uh, or you know rewatched it. Um, I completely forgot that Mario Kidder was in there. Mm-hmm. Um and uh <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, I, lo- I love her uh, snooty comebacks towards the guy on yeah. the phone. Well, and she as as an actress and like as a person like she's a complete train wreck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but it's 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 cool to see her in in that as well. Yeah, I love her speech when she's drunk at like dinner. And she's like, mm-hmm. did you know that there is a species of turtle that can screw for three days straight? I'm lucky if I get three minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening? Uh, and <laughs> well, and it's kind of funny, too, because you like you. Uh, it's like one of those like um a family moments where like you're sitting down at like it like christmas dinner or thanksgiving dinner and like you have that one crazy aunt or whoever that just spouts off something (laughs) weird 
um, and yeah. that you're like, um, we were talking about that, but if you want to throw it in, sure. Um, yeah. Well, then literally, yeah. like, it just, it was like two minutes of her talking about this, this turtle that, right. that has sex for three days straight. And yeah. then she goes, and I went to the zoo once and I watched them. <laughs> But I didn't stay the whole time because I I couldn't stand there for three days. I was like, what what is happening? Um, Well, so I'm going to throw in a fun little fact, which probably nobody cares about. But um, we do. uh, (laughs) uh, We went to uh, uh, Bucky and I went to uh, a little like zoo slash uh, light fest um, with my kids. Yep. Um, and there was like a little bunny section. <laughs> yep. And I, I found the male bunny because he was trying to fuck all of them. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite part about that bunny pit was that there was another kid there that was so excited to pet the bunnies. And he went up to one that wasn't moving and it turned out it was just a bunny statue in the pen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, his parents were like, "No, that's not a bunny." <laughs> uh, well, but it like, was I was like I was in the little pen and I I saw like, <laughs> all these bunnies just like running away, like just running every direction, like as fast as they could. And I was like, "What's wrong with him?" And then I turn around and I see this <laughs> one bunny that's like trying to fuck all of them. <laughs> That's, I was like, ah, poor, poor bunny. Yeah, that was a poor bunny. That was a that was a train ride. Uh, I got spit on by an alpaca while we were there. Ah, uh, yeah, this is true. You did. <laughs> yeah, I, but, I, uh, I managed to somehow dodge it, but <laughs> no, it was it was fun though. I got to feed a lemur, which I was so happy about. I love lemurs. Yeah, the lemurs were cool. But um, anyway. Uh, thank you, Margot Kidder, for uh, leading us down talking about yeah. a petting zoo. But uh, well, and, and and the strange thing with Margot Kidder too is like, man, she lost her shit. Yeah, uh, I actually always forget she's in Halloween Two, Rob Zombie's Halloween Two. She's like her therapist, uh, Lori's therapist. Is she? Yeah, that's Margot Kidder. Oh, I never paid attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Margot Kidder. I think she's awesome too. Yeah. In uh, okay, in the Amityville Horror, the original. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of hers. Um, I'm also a fan of one of the dudes in this movie that uh, she convinces to dress up as Santa Claus for the underprivileged kids. <laughs> and, oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's sitting there with the kids, and I'm shit you not. I wrote down his quotes, which were, "Ho ho ho, shit," <laughs> <laughs> and. Ho, 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 fuck. <laughs> he was crap. Like, he didn't even tuck his curly hair in or anything. Like, he just could not give a shit less. Well, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, but this and, movie's... And that's, that's why it's Christmas horror. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, like I said, too, the house mother where she keeps hiding her alcohol. It's just little shots. Yeah. She'll just pull out a bottle of, of liquor that she has hidden somewhere. She has a book with pages cut out with a rectangle in the middle that she put yeah. the bottle in. <laughs> yeah. She had one in the top of a toilet where she had a yeah. string on it and pulled it out, which I was like, gross. 
Right. <laughs> she had a, a box in her closet and it's just, it's never focused on. It's just this casual little thing that she always has a bottle of yeah, alcohol. Little, like little side piece that, you know, if you just pay attention, you see it. Yeah. It's just a running joke, which I will say back to, uh, so my point with that was that this movie is just funnier than I remember too. Um, yeah, it is. But, uh, probably the most shocking death is the death of the house mother. When uh, mm-hmm. she hears stuff up in the attic, so she goes up there and she finds that first girl that got killed with the with the bag over her head, right? Just sitting in the rocking chair, and she's like, "Oh, she's like, oh my god!" And she hears rumbling behind her, and Billy has like a hook on a chain that he's got mm-hmm. cocked back, and he just throws it, and it hits her in the face, and he yeah. and he yanks her up into the attic. And then later on you see it and the hook just went straight into her neck and she's hanging there by her head with a hook. Yep. So I'm like, um, for a 70s movie, man, like this movie's more brutal than like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Well, very, um, uh, just with that, uh, just with that little scene about her like kind of getting hung up or getting a hook in her neck, um, that reminded me a lot of uh, kind of hereditary, like getting that. Oh, with the piano string through the neck? Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. I'm like kind of getting that um, little bit in there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, terrifying scene in Hereditary, by the way. Because you don't... Uh, oh, that's... Yeah, it's most of a disturbing part. Yeah, when you're when they're, when Peter's up in the attic in Hereditary, you don't see her cutting off her head with the piano wire. You just hear like... Yeah, you just hear the... Yeah, you just hear the... Yeah, and she and he looks up and she's got this wide-eyed look while just cutting her head off with it. Oh, so ah. scary. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And uh but again, man, I, I think this movie holds up pretty well and I honestly find it to be pretty unsettling. Um Yeah, and, and I mean just in general like when it, it when a 70s slasher 70s 80s, you know, that kind of era when they're when they're done well, um, they are disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and and I mean, you kind of have the fun ones, uh, you know, uh, watching Friday the Thirteenth or you know, watching Halloween, um, that stuff where where the kills aren't necessarily that hardcore, um, but there there are these one offs like this movie. Um, and and several others where the kills are really brutal. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, you're, you know, you're just drawn back by it. Like, you're yeah. just like, oh. Yeah, yeah this movie's <laughs> very uh, stylized, too. Like, I love the contrast between it being like warm Christmas carols set against the backdrop of a brutal murder. Yeah, um, and 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 that's something <laughs> that unfortunately we'll probably save for the next episode. Oh yeah, um, but, um, uh, the the lighting mm-hmm. uh, in general is 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 really good. Uh, yeah, and the reason I brought the the murder versus the Christmas Carol going on is because Margot Kidder's death scene in this movie in the original is so unsettling because there's uh, Olivia Hussey's character is on the porch listening to carolers and Billy yeah. has snuck into Margot Kidder's room because she was too drunk so she went to bed and he takes yeah. that ice sculpture of like a unicorn and he holds it up over his head. Oh, yeah. yeah, and you just hear like 
Agnes, yeah. <laughs> it's me, Billy. And, uh, or, yeah, that's what he says. Agnes, it's me, Billy. But he's whispering it, and you right. only see his wide eyeball and the, the silhouette of his head and hand. Mm-hmm. And to the setting of um, uh, A Christmas Carol, he is brutally murdering her with this ice statue. Right. And again, it's just, it's so unsettling, dude. Well, so one of the things that I I like about these like Christmas slashers, which again, there are not many of, um, and uh, the kind of, I, I don't know if you want to call it a genre or whatever, um, but one of my other favorite uh, kind of horror movie uh, area is like space horror. Yeah, we talked about that last week with uh, abductions yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, well, well, not even just like abduction stuff. Like abduction stuff does mess with me. Um, but uh, like, uh, if you look at like Event Horizon, um, oh, and like alien, alien, like really claustrophobic space stuff. I got yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, it's it's kind of one of those one of those things. Is like, okay, I want to go look for Christmas horror movies. Um, then you can find a few of them, but it, there's, there's not a whole lot out there. Um, now they're working on it. <laughs> so you're starting <laughs> yeah, to uh... get, a, get a bunch more, but like when, when people talk to me about like, like sci-fi horror or like space horror, um, like, you know, I have very few that I can talk about. It's like, you know, you like Alien. Um, Event Horizon, yeah. Event Horizon, you know, that kind of stuff. And I I mean, those are, <laughs> those are the only ones that I could think of that would necessarily be like a space horror um, or sci-fi. I don't even want to say sci-fi horror. Um, sci-fi horror, you could you could throw in the thing, you could throw in Alien, you could throw in Predator, yep. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like, but the actual like, you're out in space and like, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like you're out in space, you're trapped on the ship, you like you can't do anything, um, you don't have anywhere to go. Um, yeah, it's, it's and, that it's that setting that that does it for you. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, I. Th- think i think it's an alien poster that has it on it and the alien poster says like in space no one can hear you scream yep that's the big Um, tagline yep yep no one can hear you scream yep um but um of course tangent because we always do tangents um that's what a podcast (laughs) is for but but yeah with the with the christmas horror it's like you know it's it's you're hard pressed to find one um yeah and 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 we're hard pressed to like we're doing all of december with with christmas horror and we're kind of hard pressed to find yeah um not sure we'll be able to repeat it <laughs> in 2023 but for this year for our first year with the podcast why not yeah well i mean what else would we find I think. right well some of our some of our favorite <laughs> horror movies are Christmas horror movies. Again, I won't say what our Christmas episode is going to be this year, but it's one of our favorite movies ever. 
True. Um, and so, and again, this is another, another favorite of mine. I didn't, I didn't see Black Christmas, the original until like three years ago. Um, I always knew about it. Well, I knew about the remake. I didn't know there was a seventies version. Sure. And then I finally went back and watched the seventies version and watched the, um, the 2006 remake. Um, and I also enjoyed the, the most recent remake too, the 2019 one. Um, it's yeah. So that one, that one, I did not watch today. Um, so I'll I'll probably have to get that one in. Um, yeah, I enjoy that. It's a definitely a more reimagined take on Black Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. but there's still a lot of nods and and throwbacks to these first two. Um, but I like that one because they really did something different with it too. Um, and it's a really entertaining. It's kind of a slasher still, without spoiling anything. But, uh, well, I was I was actually really impressed with um, the I, it, it, it's 2006 remake 2000 I yep. think it was 2006 yeah 2006 um, we'll cover that next week too yeah and um uh you know when we when we did our episode with uh Marcus and Luke like I was I was just really shocked that they were like oh it's so good yeah. And I, <laughs> Oh, it really is like this is one that I've never seen before. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh man, it's so good." Yeah, um, we'll, so we'll dive, I was. We'll do a deep dive into that on next week's episode, which will be fun. Yeah, so I was excited to watch it. Um, but but again, the the original. I mean, there's just something about those um, '70s slashers, '70s '80s slashers that are that are just so satisfying. Yeah, um, well, it's interesting too because. 70s and 80s are often like linked together when it comes to the slashers and the horror movies, but they almost have their pretty distinct aesthetic about them. Like 70s, even with something like uh, some people consider Texas Chainsaw Massacre a slasher, some people don't. But for me, for oh, all, yeah, for all intents and purposes, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's a slasher. Um, and it's a slow burn, you know, we don't really get too much carnage until later into the movie i mean we get a couple but the last bit of the movie is where the chaos comes in you know Uh, so i i haven't seen the original in in a minute now i've seen the original like 20 effing times yeah um so i i'm very familiar um but i i don't remember it being that much of a a slow burn. Yeah, I guess like they're riding in the car and they got to get there. Well, and they slow get- burn in the sense that like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is only like 80 minutes long, 80 to 90 minutes. And really? Is it that short? Yeah, it's not very long. Um, <laughs> and well, uh, see, this, this pulls us for full circle back to where I was watching it for the first time <laughs> and, and just going, how much longer is oh, we'll, it? We'll do it. It feels like it's so long just because yeah. it's so brutal. No, um, we'll we'll do an episode on Texas Chainsaw Massacre this coming year, probably. Sure. Um but you know, like it's like thirty minutes in before the first guy gets clocked with the hammer in yeah. uh, in well, Texas yeah, Chainsaw and Massacre. Yeah, that's and where it Black Christmas off. is actually a little bit it's it is a slow burn, but it's a little bit faster because we get the first death like Maybe ten minutes in, where the girl gets the bag on her head. Um, well, well, yeah, and that's um, <laughs> that's kind of the thing with um, uh, it, a lot of uh, horror movies in general. 
um especially nowadays it's kind of like um even if it's kind of like a slow burn or or something that's um not just like in your face immediately um it's like you have that opening scene of okay so let's let's shock you real quick yeah and then we'll pull back and take a little bit to so i mean um and that's kind of what i was getting at with 70s versus 80s is that 70s were more like we're really gonna build to it um obviously halloween opens with a with a brutal death but a lot of them especially in the early 70s were like we're really gonna take our time so that when you get to the end it's just total fear and madness yeah yeah it was like um whereas the 80s were uh, like we will give you that because we know what you're here for now we will give you that death the 70s were a little less focused on death scene here death scene here death scene here well and um i mean perfect perfect example is uh the original scream Um, oh yeah you know that that opening scene with drew barrymore um and you know she's gutted in the tree and everything so it's like it opens up with that um initial like kind of shock yeah value and then after that it is uh, not that scream is a slow burn at all um but you know you get that initial shock and then then they kind of build from there um whereas you're you're right kind of like the 70s 80s like major weight on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) which uh, i will say that once everything starts to unfold here when we finally get the reveal that billy is in the house again just immediate immediate goosebumps uh yeah because the cop is like talking to someone from the phone line and they're like it's coming from the house and he's like telling his dude at the police office um or police station tell like don't tell her that the calls are coming from the house just tell her to get out of the house and right the, and the girl yeah. won't listen so he finally you know acquiesces and is like the calls are in the house and immediately after that she looks upstairs because she heard a noise and she goes upstairs and now there's this overwhelming dread that like this dude could be anywhere in the house cuz he's been moving around the whole time yeah, like, uh, yeah. there was one scene where I think two girls were talking in the kitchen about the search party and mm. you just see a shadow in the background and it's like, if you miss it, you miss it, but it's just there and he just slowly walks by. Yeah. And I, I honestly feel like there's, um, I feel like there's a couple of points in, uh, Black Christmas, uh, that they do that, which, yeah. um, is is pretty interesting because um again we go back to like modern elevated horror um there there's a lot of that going on like when when you watch the babadook or you, you watch hereditary or you know whatever like there's always this like thing in the background or you see something in the background so um same thing with uh um shit <laughs> um <laughs> uh Vera Farmigo fucking what uh The Conjuring? Yes, Conjuring. Okay. Yes. 
I don't know why I couldn't think of Conjuring. <laughs> one of my favorite fucking movies. Uh, Vera um, Farmiga, one of my favorite people, actresses ever. And good God, is she hot. But anyway, yeah, she's beautiful. Um, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's like there's like a whole lot of that now. Um, you know, where just if you watch it again or you pay attention to the background, like you see, you know, something back there. Um, that's which really, really cool. that's really a good point. I've never actually thought about that, but elevated horror takes a lot from seventies horror. Yeah, well, and 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 there's only certain there's only certain movies from the seventies, eighties, like slashers, um, and Black Christmas is one of them where you kind of see that stuff in the background. Um, it it wasn't it wasn't a big trend or it, or it wasn't something that like you saw all the time. Yeah. Um, but black Christmas did have, I, I think there's like two or three moments cause I just watched it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were, there were two or three moments where I, I was looking in the background and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. And you caught Billy walking yeah. around. Well, yeah, let's talk yeah. about the quote unquote reveal of Billy. Uh, right after, um, Jess, Olivia Hussey gets the phone call that the calls are coming from the house. She's yeah. like, I got to go upstairs and get my roommates out of here. And she busts open a door and both of them are just piled up, bloodied and mutilated yeah. on the bed. Done. And, yeah. And she backs out, which is such a terrifying scene. The music and just the close up. You're talking about that quick zoom and close up. When we see the bodies, you're just like, yeah. oh, shit. Um, Because one of them died off screen. We didn't see what happened to her. So when she never know. Yeah. Yeah. When she shows up dead, you're like, oh, fuck. She like, yeah, Yeah. Jess is the last one in the house. And then we back out and the very next door to the room that she went in, the very next room over is where Billy's hiding. And Mm -hmm. we zoom up and that fucking eyeball just peering through the door. And he's like, Agnes, Agnes, it's me, Billy. And then, like a child, he says, Agnes, don't you tell what we did, Agnes. (laughs) And she slams the door on him, and she tries to run out, and then all of a sudden, he is screaming bloody murder behind her. And again, probably the best jump scare, the other best jump scare of the movie is she's trying to run to the door. You see his feet scuttle along the stairwell chasing after her, and his fucking hand comes out of nowhere and yanks her by the hair. Yeah. And 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 <laughs> again, um, which we'll we'll get into on the next one. Um, but did, for some reason, with these movies, um, that you know the original and and the remake, um, what's up with the eyeballs? <laughs> like, I don't know, man. We'll touch on uh, that it, more it, next week. Well, but again, it, but again, it, I it now look. Like, He's kind of like peering. Well, because there's the whole deal where, um, you know, he's kind of or the killer's kind of like spying on everyone. So you always see his eyeball through the floor or through yep. the door or through piece of the hall or like whatever. And then when everybody gets killed, um, <laughs> a lot of the kills have something to do with an eyeball getting taken out or like getting stabbed in the eyeball or. Yeah, you know, in, in the remake they do that. Yeah, but I, I yeah. guess now it's more a callback to uh, 
to the original because again the only thing we ever see of billy is his hands and an eyeball so yeah, that's yeah. probably why it's probably just a little nod to that a very well and that you know what you know what it kind of brings me back to to um which i don't i don't think is like the greatest horror movie ever <laughs> um, i also don't think it's terrible um but uh watching uh the boy yeah 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 i enjoyed the boy the, man yeah no i liked it um like i said i did you know i didn't think it was amazing i didn't think it was terrible no it was just um, fun but yeah it was it was it was just a decent movie um and my girl maggie um from walking dead yep um <laughs> but uh but yeah just uh, the fact that um and and of course they do uh like reveal him at the end but it, but for the like entire movie you're just seeing him from like cracks <clears throat> and just like seeing the eyeball yeah. in there so that that reminded me a lot of that sure sure yeah no the uh the ending of this movie is terrifying and again just the ambiguous ending of like we never learn anything about we never learn anything about this guy and he is never caught ever yeah. he is free to go at the end because they don't they never find him and he is just still out there and we got to talk about um, the movie that Black Christmas 1974 probably inspired the most, which, again, most people probably know this, but I always think it's an awesome tidbit. Black Christmas is kind of one of the big reasons why we have Halloween. Okay. Because. Wait, I'm a little confused why you say that, but go ahead. Well, I'm this sure is, this is, uh, uh, something I've heard from multiple sources, um, mm -hmm. including just reading articles and stuff. So Black Christmas was 1974 and Halloween yeah. was 1978. <clears throat> okay. And as I understand it, I could be off on a couple details, but this is how I've read it and heard about it was that. So funny tidbit. Um, Bob Clark directed this movie, Black Christmas, and he is the director of A Christmas Story. Which I just find oh yeah yeah hysterical we were talking about that earlier today and yeah that's really funny yeah so John Carpenter saw Black Christmas and really loved it mm -hmm. and I guess they got to talking him and blob blob Bob Car Bob Clark blob 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 my brain stopped um Bob <laughs> Clark and John Carpenter started talking and I guess John Carpenter spoke to him and was like you know would you ever do a sequel for Black Christmas. And Bob said, well, if I did do a sequel, it would be that they do catch Billy and he's in an in an insane asylum and ends okay. up breaking out on Halloween to kill people then. Ah, okay. And Black Christmas 2 was never made and John Carpenter kind of built that idea based on the fact that we don't know anything about Billy and that kind of gave birth to Halloween and, and Michael Myers being born. So since we're and this is going to be a severe tangent, um, <laughs> but uh, have you seen the um, Rob Zombie's Halloween? Have you seen the original and have you also seen the like unrated version? Yes. Okay. So, um, it, 
so the original or the theatrical release has him, you know, breaking out on the bus or whatever. Um, and then it's also got a lot of the characters um, from all of Rob Zombie's films. Um, and then the unrated version has got the guys like basically raping the girl in that towel. Yeah, well, he, he breaks out of prison like just on foot both times. But right. in the unrated version, yeah, two uh, awful, terrible people working right. at the at the jail or the prison like decide to assault a girl in his room, in Michael's right. room, just to torment him. Yeah, they take her in there and they're just like, "Hey, Michael, watch this." Or yeah, and know. then and then he busts out, but he busts out just you know while they're transferring him or when they go into his room just to like feed well, him or it's or one of those things it's one of those things that I'm super conflicted on. Um well I will tell you this that honestly between those two versions I prefer the theatrical cut of Rob Zombie's Halloween more than the unrated one. Not because I, I just I feel like the unrated version is really drawn out. Um in okay i just there's a lot of unnecessary stuff added to the the unrated cut i just like how condensed the theatrical cut is that's like it's like he busts out of prison kills danny trejo and we're back into the suburbs right i just i feel like we spend a lot more time at the prison and uh you know in the well, in the childhood years with the with the unrated cut and to be honest with the with the unrated cut, I I don't remember a whole lot being different, um, just other than that kind of breakout scene, um, and maybe just because I'm not paying attention, um, but that was like the biggest thing, and um, the theatrical cut because I I have the um. I have the unrated, which is actually signed by Rob Zombie, which is pretty oh, cool. Sick, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I have the unrated version, um, but the theatrical version had all of our friends from Devil's Rejects. And, <laughs> uh, you know, so they just had these little bit roles, uh, Sid Haig and um, everybody in there. Um, and then that unrated does not have them in there. Um because that whole scene or his breakout is completely different. Um, well, there's, uh, some of them are still in there, but again, they just, they dragged out some of the scenes and they cut. Yeah. Other stuff. Um, Sid Haig's always there. Cause he's like the groundskeeper for the cemetery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he takes, um, he takes them to see the grave for, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those things where, again, I just I prefer the condensed storytelling of the theatrical cut. But, um, but yeah, yeah I think I, I think honestly, I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure how I got off on that. But no, it's um, fine. But yeah, man, uh, we, the different cuts of different movies. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, we, we but yeah, man, we would not uh, we might not have Halloween if we didn't get Black Christmas first. This movie uh Paved the way for uh, for John Carpenter in a lot of ways. Oh, that's how we got there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um. Well, yeah, that's I, that's cool. And I actually um did not really know that or or pay attention to that. So. Well, then, if you go back uh, and watch Halloween 1978, remember Black Christmas? We have a bunch of POV shots of Billy, like with just his hands and stuff, and that's how Halloween 1978 starts. Oh yeah, yeah. You start off with Michael in the mask, and you're just seeing through the little mask holes yep. or whatever. And John Carpenter um, put a twist on it to where, like, he's going to use that POV shot to reveal that it's a little boy as the killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And 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 that's actually, um, I think a lot of people kind of like overlook that. That uh, you know, you see that mask go on, you have that POV shot. Um, and he kills his sister and everything, and then he comes out, and then you see the mask come off, and it's like, oh, it's just it's just this little kid. It's a six year old like, boy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's cool. Um, and yeah, it makes you, it makes honest, you, you educated me on this episode. <laughs> so. Yeah, it makes Black <laughs> Christmas and Halloween a great double feature too. Um, and then the last thing, sure. I, the last thing I had, man, was that, uh, one of my favorite little scenes here in this Black Christmas original movie, uh, Billy's, mm-hmm. Billy's tantrum in the attic where, uh, yeah, someone has just left the house and he's freaking out and Billy has this habit of like whining and screaming and throwing stuff. And there's again, just this long POV shot of just his hands and he's like, and it sounds like a big person crying and he just starts breaking shit in the attic and you're like <coughs> this dude is just insane you know like he is just well, like, I, like I say so I actually have the the remake on in the background right now um, <laughs> um and uh you're talking about the attic scene and um in the remake the attic scene is happening right now oh, that's um <laughs> but <laughs> But uh, but yeah, it is. Um, it's uh, I like when the the killers, um, you know, in in horror movies and everything. I I like when they're just fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. And like, that's, it, and that's Billy's whole motivation in uh, in this original There's film. No, there's no rhyme or reason. There's no um, motivation. There's uh, nothing like that. It's just yeah. They're just fucking crazy. Um, and when you hey, um, and when when you look at um, you know actual like serial killers and stuff like that, like that's what you find most of the time. There's there's no motive. They're, motherfuckers are just fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah no it's it's a very relatable uh, story here in uh, black christmas relatable in the sense of like it's just a person that's crazy it's relatable in the sense that you can relate to it in a fearful way uh, yeah and i mean like i just um you know speaking of that i just watched um or well it was a little while ago but i just watched Dahmer. And Dahmer was just—he was just crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there wasn't really a whole reason behind it. it just yeah, see, I'll—I'll I'll stick to my slashers. I like over-the-top stuff. I can't do the serial killer sure. stuff. But I think sure, but just like in that, oh, in that motivation, like I, 
I love that there's like no motivation, like because with a like Michael Myers, I mean, you could uh, try and say that he has some motivation just because the way he was treated as a child. Well, that's the um, that's the big or, thing with Rob Zombie versus John Carpenter's Halloween is that in the original Halloween he doesn't have a motivation; he's just evil. And then in Rob Zombie's version, then Rob Zombie right. Rob Zombie gave him a backstory. Which uh, similar to what we'll talk sure, about next sure, week sure. with uh, with Black Christmas two thousand six because they then Absolutely. gave a backstory f- for Billy, but um, we'll yep. get to that next week. Uh, and and I always do I always do my research before we do episodes, and of course I usually um, you know rewatch the movies if I haven't seen them in a while, and. Um, uh, that was one of the things on on Black Christmas is like, I, hey, we have motivation now on on the new one. Yeah, um, and we'll touch on that crazy. <laughs> yeah, we'll touch on that crazy ass story next week. But um, two thumbs up from me for Black Christmas 1974. I love this movie. I think it's incredibly scary, yeah. and I think that it's definitely got the feel of of Christmas to it, the way that Halloween does for me. And again, sure. man, it's just it's just fucking scary. <laughs> Billy is uh Well and uh, and and uh you know, uh obviously we recommend different movies to each other all the time. Um and uh the original was one that I've just never seen. Yeah. Um and I've never seen the remake or anything. So that was one that you brought to me and I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it. And I pleasantly surprised. Like, so you would I, watch I, black Christmas, 1974 again. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Both. And, and, and the remake too. Um, <laughs> and we'll get into that a little bit later, yeah, <laughs> but, man. um, but yeah, both are, are, are ones that, um, it just, you know, I missed or just didn't come across. And sure. when you said, Hey, let's do this. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, cool. Well, cool. Um, man. And- I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you enjoyed, uh, this, this pick again, one of my favorites. Um, everybody go watch black Christmas, 1974 and, uh, tune back yeah. in next week because again, we've said it a bunch. We are going to cover the 2006 remake and we'll do a little bit of, uh, comparing and contrasting compared to this version um, Jason, you got anything else you want to say about 1974's Black Christmas before we close it out? Um, no, um, just, uh, you know, again, uh, it, it was a great, you know, 70s slasher. Um, and, uh, again, you kind of educated me a little bit about <laughs> stuff that I didn't know. There we go. Um, which you happen to do most of the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm the aesthetic guy. You're the uh, details guy. So, yep. Um, That's funny. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, if if you're looking again, because we talked about like you know finding Christmas horror. I mean, it's a very um, niche area, and and it's it's hard to find good ones or or hard to find any of them. You know, to be honest. Um, so if you're looking for some Christmas or get it up. Yeah. Go on to watch black Christmas. Well, all right. Um, that is it for this episode. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, shoot us an email, midnight terrors podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear us. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about on the show. 
Uh, get in touch with us via Instagram and Facebook, Midnight Terrors Podcast, and we will see you all again well, next. And this what? has been the Midnight Terrors Podcast. That was like spoken word style. And we- <laughs> 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 And we wish you a Merry Black Christmas. We wish you a Merry Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Uh, we will see you all again next week for Black Christmas 2006. Take it easy, everybody. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out.